The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. And this week, even though it's pre-recorded, we are also joined by my little co-pilot herself. That would be my daughter, Zoe. Um, but we have, and the reason why Zoe's on is because we have a special guest with us. You may know her from her roles on um, Justice or DC Super Power Girls. I was trying to, th- and Elena of Avalar. I mean, I have the list in front of me if you, you want me to read it no. all off. No, those, <laughs> are, those are the top two. I was trying to, I, I, I had an, a slight memory issue, which happens when you get old, turn 50, of Elena. Um, but we know her best in the Star Wars universe as one of the aces, daughter of Doza himself. That's Tora Doza. That's Mirna Valeska. How's everyone doing? I know it's such a choppy intro, but we got there. Expect no less from you, Mike. <laughs> that was, we, actually, that was pretty ta- good for you. Are we, are, we ta- are we taking it again? Are we, uh, yeah. We're, we're take two? Yeah, well, no, I, everybody who listens to Wiki Radio who understands this is the way Mike is. <laughs> oh, excellent. 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 Okay, great, great, great. I'm, I'm up we to don't, speed. Mike, okay. great job. Thank you. Thank you for such an introduction. Wow. Uh, <laughs> now, hi. You, you play uh, Ken. I know you're the big DC podcast guy in our group. Mirna does the voice of Jessica Cruz. In- yes, I was actually watching some of the interviews and stuff on YouTube actually before we got on here. Oh, dear. I'm That's sorry. Awesome. Well, hey. <laughs> no, so- it was awesome. It's great to see uh, Jessica Cruz actually on the screen yes. in any iteration. It's awesome. Yes. It is. It is. I, I love our my shows our shows i call them our shows um i love our shows um the shows that i've been so lucky to have been a part of from the ground up and that's like huge um in in any entertainment world if you can kind of get into a show from the very beginning and be able to watch it um with the the other fans of it and then become a fan of it yourself is like really 
it's special. It's really a special experience and it really um, equal parts made me super scared of this career (laughs) (laughs) and uh, very just um, really excited to keep taking these characters and and tough girls as a character uh, as far as she can go. So, yeah, thank you for watching um, DC Superhero Girls and Star Wars Resistance to seemingly totally different franchises but they have a lot in common in my opinion <laughs> well i did mention zoe um yeah. mirna and i did a a test call a couple of weeks ago in which zoe asked if she could ask some questions of mirna i'm like i can't i can't turn that down um so mm-hmm. zoe is even though she's in bed currently this is her six minute roughly six minutes with mirna that we're gonna play right now so and i warn you guys Zoe does what she usually does and takes some of our questions. So, um, Mirna, I hope you enjoy this flashback because this was a great flashback. Yeah. And also joining us this week is Junior Smuggler herself. It's my daughter, Zoe. So, Zoe, you have some questions for Mirna. Ask away. When you did did Torah, did you enjoy being a Star Wars character? Oh, my gosh. Zoe, that's... uh... That's like this. That's the this best question ever because yes, <laughs> um, absolutely. It was it was always kind of one of my favorite things growing up when I was your age as well to play uh, pretend Star Wars and then finally being able to like play pretend in real life. A character of my very own was literally a dream come true. <laughs> and she has her own action figure, which is awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna warn you now. Yes, she's ten, about to turn eleven, but her questions are like she's a podcast pro (laughs) bring them let's hear Um, them do you prefer being a voice of an animated character or a live action in person character that's another stellar question zoe ah that's a really hard question to answer um because i love acting so much um it's it's my favorite sport it's my favorite (laughs) kind of dance so i love to use my body but i have to say voiceover is so cool because you can play like an animal you can play an intergalactic space alien you can play anything really and you don't have to like sit through six hours of prosthetic makeup or you don't have to like learn how to move like a chimpanzee you can just use that um for for your voice and and create the character out of your voice which is kind of the coolest thing (laughs) i am great yeah Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, I have I have help in my audio interface for that. Um, do you prefer to work for a specific production company? Ooh. Um, and, and before you really and before you answer, one. this is all her handwriting. I so I didn't good. I didn't give her these answers. These are all her. <laughs> um, th- these are very astute questions. You are very smart and getting very good at like listening to your dad do this as well. Um, Zoe, I will have to give you the diplomatic answer in that I don't prefer one studio, one production company over another. I'm so elated. Since I was your age, I wanted to be an actor. And the opportunity to work for many different companies has been another awesome experience where I get to learn more about what Disney does. And I get to learn more about what WB Animation does and how they differ and also how they're similar. So the 
more companies there are for me to work for, the more I would love to work for all of them. <laughs> um, when you were Jessica Cruz in the newer um, DC Superhero Girls, did you enjoy that your character what enjoyed and wanted to protect the environment? Absolutely. Yes. Jessica Cruz, don't tell the other characters, but she is definitely one of my favorite characters right this moment in time to play because I am that person that's like, make sure you're recycling. Don't throw that away in the different bottle in the different box. Or, you know, like I'll go crazy over making sure that we leave you guys a, a clean and, and happy planet as well. So um the the more that I can just be like, guys, this is just who I am. <laughs> I am I work in this in this world to to create a safe space for for kids. So yeah, yeah, I love Jessica Cruz. She's just tough about the environment, and we're all in it together. So yeah. <laughs> I know you had written down four questions. I told yeah. you you could ask five. So off the top of the head, yes. so Amir and I could see your process at work that, she, <laughs> that everyone is so impressed with because you have become a podcast pro. What's your last question? Um, I don't know yet. Deep breath. It's okay. Take your time. We're here to stall bedtime as long as you need to. You, you got five seconds. Six, seven. All right. I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> Um, best part she's is because we're looking at her. <laughs> and the best part is when this is edited, it's going to sound like a second or two. The joys of the magic of editing. Oh yeah. Um, and that went. Um. Or you want to just leave it at four? I, I'm almost there. Almost there. Almost there. Excellent. Take your time. In Star Wars Resistance, was there any other characters you would have wanted to be? Ooh, Ooh that's a good one. Yeah, I. <laughs> Okay, I deeply love um, Somali Montano, who played Agent Tierney. If I could one day sink my teeth into a role like Agent Tierney, that would be awesome. Like watching her play that role and then listening how it turned out and watching it with the, the um, animation. Just what a cool role. What a juicy bad guy to play. You, you, remember, who, um, so. you remember who Agent Tierney is? She's the one that uh, convinced um, Tam. Tam, thank you. Tam to to go to the first order. So she, she, she's yes. she's a, she's the hot hot callus of of resistance. <laughs> yeah. In the reverse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Bad guys are cool to play. Bad guys can be really fun to play because you don't necessarily want to react on your worst impulses in normal life. So being a character for like, I don't know, two hours max where you get to just be the baddest version of yourself is really very fun. And then you walk out of the booth and you're like, oh, I'm just me again. Okay. Well, I don't have to be that angry anymore. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Zoe, for your questions. Yes, Zoe, thank you so much for your they questions. They were awesome. They were, they were wonderful. So thought out. <laughs> Zoe was on a high for a week and a half after that. Yay! <laughs> even, even though she, she's talked with Vanessa Marshall, which was one of the first voice actors she got to talk to, because she loves her as well, I had biggest high came from talking with you. Oh, so. I am a sort of overgrown 10-year-old myself. So... <laughs> 
uh, yeah, thank you for letting me chat with her. She was super oh. awesome. Well, thank you for accepting <laughs> her questions. So how did you get cast for the role of Tora? Uh, so Lucasfilms and Lucasfilms Animation has this really close-knit and wide way of casting. Um, so I first got involved with Lucasfilm or like my name was thrown out there during the casting process of, um, I should know this off the top of my head cause it's the, the, the most recent trilogy. <laughs> so now we all know <laughs> that all of us forget words. <laughs> See, it's your um, Elena. Uh, so I, I yes, <laughs> among other things. Um, but uh, so I got, uh, what, what were we talking about? Trilogy, <laughs> was it Force Awakens? Yes, thank you. Gosh, ugh, I get so nervous and I forget things. Yes. Um, so I originally, uh, first audition for Lucasfilm <laughs> was um, for... Hit it with me one more time, Mike. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Thank you. Really? Okay. <laughs> Which is a, a live action film. Uh, no chance on planet Earth that I was going to get into that movie. But I did well enough to have then been circulated amongst every other project for Lucasfilm. Then my name came up for this top secret, we'll call it Project Zero, uh, Star Wars. No, I'm sorry. We didn't actually even know it was Star Wars. It was Project Zero from a large animation company associated with Disney. And I was like, okay, well, it's probably Star Wars. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So uh, I got that audition and it was a voiceover audition, which I had already been doing a little bit more of. I was in this like transition of like, do I want to even be an on-camera actor anymore? Why not just commit to voiceover and be all of the crazy characters? And So I was like, yeah, I'll absolutely go for this not Star Wars, Star Wars audition. Uh, <laughs> went and recorded it. Heard nothing for three months at the very least. Uh, and I assumed, yeah, okay, well, there's my dreams of Star Wars. It was a one-hit audition and good for me (laughs) Uh, so uh, I went through that and then uh, yeah like three months later six months later however long it was I then got a call from my agent and was like hey um, you remember that thing that they that you went in for this top secret project that's Disney related and I was like yeah okay yeah Star Wars We'll call it that. She's like, it's not that. And I was like, okay, well, what? And she was like, well, they want you to read for it again. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, what? I'll just jump into my little, you know, white shower booth here. <laughs> and uh, what do they need? What do they want me to redo? Because normally in voiceovers, you don't, you know, if it's a second callback or a first callback, you, you just kind of like get notes and then redo a submission of your MP3 file. And I was like, yeah, just kind of expecting that to happen. She's like, no, actually, they want you to test for it. And my agent is so great. She's like my grandma in that she knows that there are like certain words that will drive me insane and I will like (laughs) never sleep for the duration of time it takes for this project to happen. Uh, so I was like, well, test. Whoa, like, like you, they want me to like, she's like, no, 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 no. They just want you to go in and try out some different voices. They, they're they not sure what their Latin sound wants to be. So just go in and, 
you know, it's a, it's, it, they might pay you for this callback. They might not, but just try to impress them a little. It's just they want to know how many different Latin sounding voices you can do. And I was like, oh, fun. Yeah, great. I've got all of them. Let's do it. Walter Mercado. Like, <laughs> let's get crazy. Um, so I go in uh, to this real test where they are actually uh, finding their final cast and uh, reading us together for the chemistry of that final cast and I didn't really even know that I was like oh no I no I'm just going in for like Latin voices I don't know what that means um so I go in and I I do the scene and I meet a group of actors and I was like oh this is great yeah nice to meet you guys okay yeah no I'm just here to do different voices did you guys want a different sound no you don't okay all right well yeah no yeah I'm not getting this role this is for you guys and uh I meet Christopher Sean who plays Kaz I uh, met um, Scott Lawrence, who plays Yeager, and they were just like fine human beings. And I was like, oh man, I hope they get it. Like, they're so great. And it never occurred to me that my part was never switched out. So I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, the other girl, you know, Daisy Ridley or whoever they're going to pick is <laughs> getting that part. <laughs> so it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Um, so I walk out with Christopher Sean. And we had finished the the casting session. I was like, you know, I hope you get it, man. You were so much fun. You were so much fun to work with. Like, I just wish nothing but the best of you. And at the time, he had just finished working on, um, I think it was like Days of Our Lives or some soap opera my mom watched. So I was like, you know, I know you from the thing. And <laughs> cool. <laughs> Me, I'm just a wannabe. Um, but, the, yeah, so that happens. And he goes, before he leaves, gets into, like, his cool motorcycle and drives away. He's like, you know, you totally booked that part, right? And I was like, no, I did. I did. Don't say that. No, no. <laughs> and then like drives away on his motorcycle. And I was like, wow, what a cool, weird guy to say that to just me. Um, <laughs> and then nothing happens for three to six months again. And I was like, well, yeah, that was a cool experience I had in L.A. And maybe I'll go be a yoga teacher out in Bali or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so six months pass. And then I finally get a call that, okay, this top secret, Disney-related, not Star Wars show, you are a series regular and a cast member on this brand new pilot. They want to make it a show. Don't freak out, but you're hired, so go do the job. <laughs> so that was like a year to wow. anywhere. Yeah, like six months to a year process. Uh, and if, yeah, that story felt long. Imagine how I felt. Uh, <laughs> thank you for laughing, Mike. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So it took forever. And then it took another year for us to make the first season. And so I was sitting on this secret, not Star Wars, Star Wars show that I was on for almost two years. And I cannot impress upon you how much I just love talking about it now because I can finally talk about it now. <laughs> <laughs> so with, with Tora, what direction, besides Latin influence, what direction <laughs> did they give you um, for the voice? Because I know when I interviewed Ashley Eckstein over on Weeby Geeks, they originally wanted Ahsoka to have like a Norwegian, Scandinavian style voice. What did what did they tell you about voicing Tora? Yeah, so that was kind of the really cool 
process um, because I went in with this mindset of like, I better know every single Spanish dialect there is and how it is influenced uh, and how it influences the the English language while we speak it. (laughs) So that's like a lot of nerd talk of saying like, I went in with, okay, do you want a Bolivian speaking English? Do you want a Brazilian speaking English? Do you want a Cuban speaking English, Puerto Rican, somebody from New York, somebody from LA, somebody who grew up with English as their second language? Like, what do you need? So I came in over prepared. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, essentially, they they chiseled all of this like extra homework that I brought down. Um, Justin Ringe mostly did all of the chiseling with his character (laughs) Uh, in that like, just just be you like it's it's totally cool to assess this situation and feel like it's so weird because that's like the pilot episode of like this is she's yes she's confident and yes she's the high tower girl and it's okay to to just really like be yourself (laughs) and be like uh, as as uh, true to the circumstances as you need it to be. And that was like, you know, just kind of like actor talk of like, just however you know the words will come out with the accent that is most true to um, who your people are. And so ultimately it came down to like me really thinking about my mom's accent because um, I don't have one, (laughs) naturally. I have a valley girl accent, naturally, from Southern California. (laughs) Um, But uh, but my mom's second language is English, and her first language is Spanish from Mexico, and she has this kind of really cool um, Tijuana accent, which is, like, just south of the border, Baja, California, just kind of, like, gritty, cool... um, and also a little like gulpy. So it, it's Tora's accent. It's Tora's voice was like what I thought my mom in a, as a teenager would be. Because um, she's, you know, tough and at, and not afraid to speak her mind. And at the same time, like she gets away with it because she's kind of cute and bubbly. Uh, and, and, you know, like she also cares deeply. And that, you know, just just wanted to get my mom on, <laughs> on tape. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so all of that evolved from, from like, yeah, another six months of me being like, but what is it, Justin? What do you need? (laughs) Well, the cool thing is, it sounds like um, talking to you here and listening to you talk to Zoe, um, Tora Doza on the show very much, like you said, like you said, to find out what you are on the show. It sounds, she's very similar to your personality, it seems like, because you seem very bubbly and very upbeat. And it's listening to you on Zoe's interview. And now it's like we're talking to Tora right now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, that I think ultimately is what Justin wanted, um, was that, it, you can be bubble, bubbly and tough and bubbly and smart, and, and uh, I can't help it. <laughs> so I'm really, uh, yeah, I'm just grateful that, um, I mean, not even Justin Ringe, but everybody at Lucasfilm signed off and said, yeah, she's she's it. <laughs> so thanks, guys. <laughs> so how, how long was it in this whole process until you actually found out what your character would look like? And, and and what what would be the actual character you'd be playing? What was actually super duper cool about um, Resistance was that they have, and I mean, I assume Lucasfilm is in a general, they just have like every bit of um, 
inspirational content you can need ever. <laughs> so they came in uh, with a blueprint of what Tora looks like, um, what she looked like front and back, what she, what her racer looked like. They named everything for me. <laughs> um, and uh, seeing her in action took about, I would say, yeah, I would say maybe like nine months before they were comfortable showing us uh, animatics and um, semi-finished mm. animations. But I knew going into what she would look like. So I knew that there, you know, there was a, a way to hold the body by based off of what was illustrated. Um, and I was also a little bit spoiled, <laughs> I guess is the nice way to say it. No, just the real way to say it. In that um, the animators really wanted us to embody the character A, but we kind of fed each other where they would uh, film our recording sessions so that they could see how our faces and our body moved while we spoke. So I kind of had a little bit of freedom as well to just kind of do whatever I wanted with my body, knowing that like, oh, the animator won't mind because maybe that'll give them something extra to animate. <laughs> so we all kind of like fed on each other that way. And uh, yeah, Tora, well, the whole cast, we ended up kind of looking like our characters because they were influenced by us as well. So, um, yeah, it was it felt really symbiotic. And to finally watch Tora uh, move was like that was like, oh, I have Christmas. <laughs> they, they captured Donald Faison's shade of green perfectly. You're absolutely <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> fair point, fair point, fair point, fair point. <laughs> Um, so did y'all do a lot of, um, full cast recordings together or was it, uh, you would sometimes record from your home studio, uh, your home booth now, um, like you're doing now? Um, uh, I'm giving you a sad face because, um, we used to, in both of my shows, uh, we used to record in the round all together every episode. And there's a whole group of voice actors that are like, in our day, we never had the luxury of that kiddo. We had to make up what our scene partner was saying. And I was like, yeah, sucks to be you. And now I'm like, oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) The virus that shortened my name is. (laughs) No, name it. It's not Voldemort. We can beat it. Yeah, so pre-COVID, BC, as I've affectionately started calling it, um, (laughs) BC Times, I got to go to a professional sound studio and hang out with Donald Faison. It blows my mind that, like, I got to sit in the same room with someone who is that accomplished and learn from him and work with him and, like go to celebration with him like that was bananas um so really yeah they were wonderful times wonderful brief times (laughs) um yeah and it it, yeah it requires a lot more (laughs) to answer your question okay (laughs) yes i need a lot of therapy over covid (laughs) you're right i think we a lot of people are myself included (laughs) yeah yeah it's been rough for a lot of people so yeah how are I've been hogging this whole interview. How are you guys doing with COVID? Well, doing good. I mean, we're all back to work. Well, Ken never <laughs> yeah, was I let go. For me, my life really didn't well, change. I still, I still worked every day. <laughs> my wife still had to go to work. I also had to get 
I also had to get an entirely new job, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, see the that story. Yeah, have the that story. Uh, I'm so sorry. Do you uh, like your new job? I do actually. I do. So, so it worked great. out in the end. Yeah, great. And, and yeah. for for me, it was I was let you know furloughed for eleven weeks, and thankfully recalled back to work, and was able to. Use one of my comp tickets to go spend a day in Galaxy's Edge on my birthday. So I remember that. Uh, I have, finally got on Rise of Resistance. Have you gotten your unemployment? I did get all my unemployment. Finally. <laughs> finally. Yeah, I got it right before my birthday. So extra spending money for That's me. Another <laughs> Galaxy's Edge. Yes, it was. It all <laughs> went to Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unfortunately good, not. Good, 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 good. If I could. But no, I finally got on Rise of Resistance, which was last. Wasn't it? Yeah. Such a great ride. You were you were very much correct. <laughs> that, that was such yeah. an awesome ride. I don't even know if our Disney is open over here. Not yet. Yeah. Oh, thank you for <laughs> keeping me updated with my neighborhood. <laughs> uh, <laughs> latest I heard, maybe maybe next month, maybe October. Wow. Yeah. Oh. It, it's. Oh, we can't. Ugh. I just got news that we can't trick or treat here in oh. LA. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That means yeah. you can't greet people at the door dressed as Torah. I know. I or, have, or Jessica. I I still have like five costumes in the works because I was supposed to have Halloween. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> well, they um, they canceled. Yeah. They had already canceled Mickey's not so scary Christmas or not so scary Halloween here, and they just mm-hmm. recently canceled Mickey's very merry Christmas and the candlelight processional here uh, as well for the holidays, which are two of our uh, big things. Do you yeah. think they'll just stop making candy this year too? <laughs> If the threat on Facebook is true, where they're saying we're trying to get a hold of you about your extended warranty on your car, quite possibly. You know, one of those guys did call me two days ago. I got a call from one of those people three hours ago. <laughs> no, they had me hook, line, and sinker. They did. I was like, oh, no, really? Oh, okay. No, that seems likely. How do I extend my warranty? And then they, like, transferred <laughs> me to three different people. And I was like, oh, you know what? This is going to take too long. And I actually did have a session that I needed to go into. So I was like, can I call you back after my work session and we'll situate this and figure this out? Um, and and the guy was like, oh, well, this is on a time limit. And I was like, yeah, so is my work. <laughs> um, so he was like, oh, okay, well, we'll call you back tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely call me back tomorrow. They never called me back. So I don't know, maybe lean into it. <laughs> <laughs> you were too bubbly for him. They didn't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not used to someone actually saying Wanting to get what he's trying to sell. <laughs> yeah, like just not right now. <laughs> See, know? every time I get it, it's automate. It's an automated message. Oh, weird. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, it was a bunch of people. I don't so answer I my phone. <laughs> yeah, fair point. <laughs> I always do feel like it's a trap when somebody tries to just call my phone instead of text me or send me an email because that's what a phone is for now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So what did you think, getting back to Resistance a little bit, um, what did you think of the growth of Tora over the, the two seasons of the show? Uh, hashtag blessed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm, I'm so, I love her, her growth. For, and having 
been trusted with that was really, uh, yeah, a blessing. Um, and, yeah, and like, yeah, I just, I love her growth. I love that you do see her as like a little Commander Doza, um, like doppelganger almost at first. And then she grows into her own. And then, you you know, the next thing you see her as is like, oh, is she just kind of like a, like a bratty pilot? Like, what's her deal? Um, but then, the, yeah, like just watching her throughout each episode that she's in and owning um, that, yeah, she's really good at this one thing. But that's because she feels she's lacking in all of these other things, uh, like having a group of friends, like uh, being able to be a normal 15 year old child. (laughs) You know, like these are things that we take for granted when we look at someone who's really, uh, really good at something. And we kind of forget that there's this whole life uh, behind that as well. And then like coming into season two and essentially just being told like, hey, that story that you were really in love with about like, is this girl going to find her place in the world? Like, we're going to give her a place in the world. We're going to give her a mom. We're going to give her a purpose. We're going to give her friends to fight for. So like, go crazy. (laughs) It was like, uh, it was just a really, um, yeah, it was a really fulfilling story to be a part of. So I love her. (laughs) (laughs) And I have her action figures also. (laughs) I would hope so. The action figures? Of course. (laughs) I may have. So I need your guys' advice actually about this. Um, So I was was keeping these action figures. I was never good at keeping them in the box. And I was like keeping them in the box because it's like that seems important now that we're grown up. Uh, And during a move... The boxes got damaged. What do I do? Let them breathe. Take them out. Yes! The only reason to keep it in the box would be if you intend to resell it. And that's cruel, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I always take my toys out of the box. All my toys back here are out of the box. <laughs> my heroes thank you <laughs> yeah like i i guess yeah in la people are very into like reselling things i guess <laughs> um but I, yeah i don't know like i had an uncle who kept a lot of action figures and he always kept them in the, in the box but like i just thought that's what grown-ups are supposed to do so <laughs> this makes me very excited <laughs> that you, i'm gonna do what is what's this <laughs> foul word you keep saying grown-up <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> my family nicknames me Peter Pan. <laughs> I like I like to, I like to look at my philosophy that you are required to be an adult and take responsibility and pay your bills, but you are not required to grow up. Nope. Amen. <laughs> I mean, for for me, it depends on what it is. Depends on whether I, I let it out or not. Let it breathe. Like I I'm staring at a Black Series Adat driver that I bought on my birthday. It's the 40th anniversary Empire Strikes Back vintage card Black Series. I left it card. I left it on the card because that's takes me back to when I was a child with the smaller one. And if I ever find a smaller one, I'll probably do the same thing, put it up there. Um, but I want to get a second one so I could take it out of the box and display it and hold it every now and then. Um, I mean, I have a Dr. Afro vintage on the wall, but I also have the first one I got where the package was damaged. I have her, I have the other one loose. 
So I'll do both depending on the character. I'll, I'll get two, leave one for a nice display and one to create a nice display. So Yeah, um, so I like that. Because, yeah, it can be you know, functional in different yeah. mediums. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's so cool. I like that a the lot. Only time I ever keep it in, the only time I ever keep it in the box is if I accidentally buy doubles of it, which I have done but in the past, but <laughs> accidentally, but... <laughs> Other than that, I'll take it all out. Yeah, see, that also makes sense. <laughs> now, if you're saying you've got a couple Toras and one, I would say if one is in great shape, leave it in the box. See, I had a couple Toras, and then I gave one away as a Christmas present. So I felt oh. like that was an appropriate thing to do. It is. Because, sure. yeah, and like, and I don't know how I feel about, like, yeah, I guess if you have two, that makes sense. Keep one in the box and play with the other. In worst case scenario, you could always go out. Um, I think Five Below is running. I don't know if they have Five Belows out where you're at. No, um, we only got Dollar Trees. <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you check Amazon, I'm sure you can find your figure. On, you can find Tora on a card there as well to to have one to set aside. Yeah, I'm but, just so worried it'll get damaged again. And also, do you, none of you guys have like fears that your toys are not fulfilling their destiny if they stay in the box, or is that just me? No. Well, I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I, I do I have played with my toys, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me, me purchasing them because of the sentimental reason behind them, they have fulfilled, like they have fulfilled their destiny. I like that. Yeah, that's and, good. Oh. And to know that, like with the Adat driver, he's the first one. I got him on my birthday at Disney. That's a that's a special memory. The next one I get can be opened up, and because I love the Adat drivers and and the Adat so much. The second one will be the one that you know, will get that love, but you know this one was was the memory of, of a of a great day um, that I'm gonna oh. look be able to look on the wall and go. Despite what happened in 2020, I turned 50, got to spend all day in Star Wars. I have one of my mementos to, to remember that. So I like that, Mike. I think I'm gonna adopt that style of of action figure collecting. Thank you. <laughs> the nice thing is, if you look at um, what Hasbro's been doing, what Funko is doing. Like, like with the Black Series and the Funko Pops, they, I think they've had the same discussions because the three and three quarters, the smaller action figures, yeah, they're still on the blister cards, but the fi- the Black Series, the Funko Pops, all are in boxes that can be resealed. Yep. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I take them out, play with them, and put them back in later if you want. That's so good. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's so cool. I, except yeah. for like right now, so cool. <laughs> you know, they they did it with Star Wars. They're doing it with Empire, where there are yeah the action the blister the, the blister packs for the for the six inch um in order to you know in honor of the fortieth anniversaries, mm-hmm. which, which is fine. I'm, that's why I'm okay with my Adat driver yeah. being still in the blister. <laughs> I will get a second one that will be coming out. <laughs> well, that's also like you like you were saying, fulfilling their destiny. Those are designed as a collector's toy. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Now, Thank, well, you. Thank you. Thank you. Whereas, yeah, I, they are to be revered. <laughs> I still, I still, I still collect Transformers, and you know, I'm going to take all those out and transform. Well, yeah, them. I'm not leaving. Yeah. That would kill the whole point. <laughs> well, what, what we what we need, 
and I, and I don't I don't think resistance got this type of love like Rebels is getting. We need resistance Black Series figures. Ah, yeah. Well, I mean, we just have to keep talking about it. We do because we are the force. And if you look back at right now, we're doing to Rebels exactly what we did to Clone Wars, and that we are asking for more, demanding more, finding creative ways to create the conversation around more. So, yeah, I don't mind waiting a little bit longer to see more resistance. But yes, I would love to see more resistance oh. action figures and anything, anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I was surprised they didn't make the ships, make the different That's racers. Yeah, I am too. They did make the racers. Is the actual for action the, figure? For the, not for the figures. For for who? I didn't think they the made them for the figures. figures. Oh, not for the figures to ride in. No, yes, I agree. That's a travesty. Um, but they did make the little. I think Hot Wheels uh, made them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yes, they made Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels once, mm-hmm. which I'm having trouble finding, but I'll get them. Yeah, I have one. <laughs> <laughs> you have Kazas, don't you? No, I have Taurus. <laughs> so we're unfortunately resistance was only two seasons uh did y'all know going into into it that it was only going to be two seasons or um i don't think actors are ever (laughs) privy to how long it will last (laughs) when entering a show um Mm -hmm. we you know we had definitely hoped for more we had um you know, talked about possibilities as to how long um, we wanted to consider the characters in the future. Um, and then I, I'm, tr- I'm like slowing down because I'm like thinking about the day that it happened. <laughs> and I, I don't remember. Um, no, it was definitely after we got picked up for the second season. Uh, and I think we were all very much on a high of like, yeah, we're back for a second season. Uh, and DC Superhero Girls was about to premiere. And the night I'm specifically thinking of is the night I went to the premiere party for DC Superhero Girls. Uh, and we had a live showing um, with everybody on Cartoon Network and in this like private room in this really cool bar in Glendale somewhere, <laughs> um, in LA somewhere. And... Uh, I was like so on elated and on top of the world. I was like Star Wars Resistance on a second season. DC Superhero Girls, Green Lantern, your girls ready to rock the world. And that night, I got a call from my cast members' agent. <laughs> oh no! Going, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry about what happened. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? I just finished watching DC Superhero Girls, our first episode. Like, it's amazing. What are you talking about? You're so sorry. You're so sorry. You're not representing me. Ha 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 Then he goes, oh, oh, you didn't, you didn't hear yet. Oh, uh, I, uh, call me back when you hear this. I'm, I'm so sorry. Never mind. Uh, I gotta go. And I'm like left in the parking lot of this bar, like, 10 o'clock at night it's like a school night I'm like oh my gosh what do you what my what's going on why did a random agent just call me and, and tell me there's bad news 
Um, next day, <laughs> cut to. Now my... you actually like the comic version of Jessica Cruz. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I'm I'm there right now mentally, definitely. <laughs> uh, so cut to next day, I get um, some emails going with my agent and finally get to talk to Athena Portillo, the executive, one of the executive producers of Star Wars Resistance. And she's like, I'm so sorry you heard that there was bad news through the grapevine. And I was like, yeah, am I fired? <laughs> and she was like, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and then she tells me that like, she goes through the whole spiel that the show had been canceled, um, but that it was a decision made because it was in line and in the timeline with the recent trilogy and that it made the most sense to end the story just right then and there for right now. So that's that's what happened. <laughs> and uh yeah, it was mm. it was kind of, for me personally, it was an insane uh way to hear it and kind of like yeah, very very scarring. Uh but also watching the second season, I I'm so proud of the work that we did. Like Susie McGraw, who plays Tam, is so brilliant. Like I get chills just like thinking about the work that she did with Tam in that second season. And oh yeah, honestly, it's my favorite acting work that I've seen. Um, like just the 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 scenes between Tam and Agent Tierney, where she's mm. essentially being like brainwashed into the first order and it's like so subtle and and those are like the weird little things that you grow up with when you like you know are trying to figure out your way but are constantly being told like no don't do that no yeah. this is the way the world is no this is how you're supposed to act this is how we're supposed to exist like yeah just oh it was so gut-wrenching seeing, seeing that journey with with tam is when i realized okay the first order is not like the empire where it was a major recruitment to build a galactic army it's almost a cult mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and it speaks to that and, and we talked a lot about that during our our uh our recording sessions and it, it does speak a lot about like what happens when you, tr you know, level up in extremism thinking? Um, yeah. And it, that, yeah, it's like such a heavy topic for a kid's show. <laughs> yeah. But it's also, yeah, yeah, it's also valuably important that kids recognize this is a way people can speak when they try to manipulate you. And like, you know, kids are so trusting, like their whole world is guided by grownups know what's right. And if you have a grown up manipulating that process, like, Oh, that's so scary to me. <laughs> and and being able to like watch that that journey from like, you know, just from script to finished animation. I I'm so proud of season 2. Like, oh, you have no idea. <laughs> so I, proud. I loved how season 2 tied in directly with the saga uh, with with the with the third trilogy mm -hmm. where where do you think at the moment since there are no plans for resistance and hopefully that changes where do you see Tora at after the events of the final season <sighs> um she's such a doer uh Tora Tora's gonna make up lost time with her mom are you kidding me um and now that that Commander Doza has like kind of 
completely let go of the reins. Like she's her own human. She fights her own battles now. She calls her own shots even with her racer. So I, you know, that's that. <laughs> um, I think she would be, you know, trying to find a way to restore peace um, and, and you know, getting into a lot of shenanigans <laughs> because she's still young and still learning. But, I, yeah, I would love to see a, a show about – I'm looking at, at the uh, poster and I'm just like, oh, I'm so happy. Uh, I would love to see, like, Tam, Niku, Kaz, and Tora – being led by Yeager and um, and Vanessa, uh, and just like you know, this ragtag group of people trying to do good and then like blundering through it as well. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I just I I would love to see her either way. I would love to be um, Tora again, <laughs> but at the same time, like I, yeah, yeah, I I love to entertain where she would be. <laughs> There's so many options. <laughs> Do, do you think Kaz, Tora, and the rest of the Aces were there at the final battle at the rise of, in Rise of Skywalker? They were there. We were there. It's not a do I think, do you believe. They, they were there. <laughs> the creator said so. So right. <laughs> If you watch that scene, I think every ship in the galaxy was there. <laughs> yes, and so were we. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was always kind of a funny um, after after party experience uh, that the cast of Resistance kind of laughed about it. It it did uh, solidify our experiences. Like we're still we're the underdog here, and and that's okay. Y'all have your big movies, but like we created a world for y'all, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so what that's was a good way to look? At it. <laughs> Thank you. What was it like? Uh, you started off season one, uh, Phasma with uh, with Christine, and then season two, you have Ellen Dubin uh, taking over the role of Phasma. What was it like working with those two ladies uh, with that one role? So here's where the truth comes out. Uh, <laughs> certain oh, cast boy. members... <laughs> Certain cast members did not join the group reads. So group reads were primarily um, Susie, um, Christopher, myself, um, Scott. We'd have Brian. Uh, he's almost too famous. We would joke about this. Like, you're almost too famous to hang out with us. I'm sorry, Josh, not Brian. I'm thinking of another Brenner. Sorry, Josh. Josh Brenner, who plays Niku, he would come in from us and I'd have to knock him down a peg because he's very famous. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, so so the, even uh, Liam McIntyre, another uh, character, Commander Pyre, who was like almost too ha- too famous to hang out with us. Uh, they, you know, they were in our group sessions occasionally as much as they could be. However, there were certain cast members that, one, they wanted to keep secret even from us. So I had no idea Christy was playing Phasma until I heard it as well. (laughs) And because of that, uh, I I didn't know that there was a crossover until I heard it again and was like, wait, that sounds a little bit different. Would anyone notice that? (laughs) No, I don't think anybody would know. Oh, what happened? So (laughs) so to answer your question, um, I didn't get to work with either of them. It would be awesome to one day. Yeah, that's the truth. So who probably know the answer to this, but who was the biggest cut up during sessions? Everybody was so funny. Um, Everybody was so funny. 
My personal favorite uh, was Gary Anthony Williams, who plays Cragen. Uh, just so funny and so real. Uh, he was a cast member like season two that I was like, yes, I'm going to the booth with him. It's so fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously Donald, but like we were all so scared to play with him because again, he's famous <laughs> that uh, <laughs> he just was like famous and funny. And we're, I was always like, just mute me, just mute me. I can't stop. I'm crying. <laughs> Um, you just have to remind him he was in Clueless. <laughs> I did. Funny story on that. At uh, Celebration, side story, if you will, uh, at Celebration, I got to eat pizza with Donald as like a dinner. And I like wanted to like really just show him how like I think the world of him. And I go, so like I have been watching you since you were on the big screen and it was Clueless and I knew that was my life. And he goes, really? You're going to make me sit through you telling me I'm old? (laughs) (laughs) No, sir. No, sir, I'm not. I'm going to shut up and eat my deep dish now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So um, anyway, all that being said, like everybody was so funny. Uh, Everybody was so funny. It was so hard. It's hard to pick. I think top two. Okay, strange surprise for you guys. I know who you think I'm going to say. And he was a great moral support for everybody in cast. However, the funniest people <laughs> were Jason Hightower, who played ca- uh, Captain Doza, and Scott Lawrence, who played Yeager. They were really? nonstop huh. hilarious. Yeah. See, <laughs> yeah. here I am thinking it was Donald. <laughs> well, to be, to be fair as well, like Donald, you know, he has a lot of work, so he couldn't be there with us all the time. Um, and the people that were consistently there were my were my dudes, my guys, my dads, <laughs> Jason and Scott. So how was it though working with a a heavy Star Wars veteran in voice acting with Stephen Stanton? I'm so glad you brought up Stephen. <sighs> uh, he is. <laughs> I'm just like thinking about it now, and like he is. So, he was so griff. When we all like bounced in and we were like, we're making Star Wars! He just like owned a space, sat down, kicked his boot out, and didn't say a word <laughs> until it was like to put one of us children in place <laughs> about <laughs> Star Wars, uh, which was very not often. And he is the kindest human being in the world. Um, I've ran into him at several other little jobs here and there, and he just is always so wonderful and so sweet um, and so giving because he wants you to understand the the universe. He wants you to know how, like, it just, he was the one that kind of really instilled the idea of, like, this kaleidoscope of uh, Star Wars lore and and the way that we make animation for the entire universe. And it, like, oh, like, yeah, he he was, yeah, he, I learned a lot. (laughs) First time, first time I met him, 
was uh, Celebration 5, 2010. Clone Wars ah. had been out, and he was doing the role of, at the time, uh, Captain Tarkin. Yeah! And he cosplayed Tarkin. I have my picture with him as he yes. cosplayed Tarkin. And, <laughs> yes. Oh, he, and I've seen him cosplay Griff, and his cosplay for Griff is amazing. So good. And that's, like, the joys and the fun of, like, getting involved with animation is that you can again we like had the luxury and the the experience of um having animators map us and map the animation to us so it was like yeah this is griff like of course that's griff of co- oh my of course <laughs> like yeah and his uh his love for the characters are just it just shows and it just it's such an inspiration to get to work with him. What was the most um, wow or shocking moment you had on the show that you're like, really? We went there? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to space. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> End of season one. Um, we, again, like we everything is so top secret that, um, you know, we get the script maybe two or three nights before the day that we go in for recording. And we never knew what the trajectory of the Colossus as a whole would be. Like, we just didn't know what this would turn out to be, if it would be like a supplement commercial (laughs) between uh, shows for Disney Channel or you see these crazy racers on a planet, you know, like we didn't know what was going to happen. So... When we finally got the the season finale for season one, I read through it sobbing and screaming and like I was like mm. speaking all the lines to myself out loud because I was like, this is so good. <laughs> and uh, we get to the end of the episodes and finding out that the Colossus was a spaceship and can go into space <laughs> it was like now is like well duh but then i was like we're going to space <laughs> i just i could not contain how excited i was i the day that we recorded i like bounded in and was like guys we're going to space today <laughs> uh yeah that that was definitely stand out like why didn't you expect that would happen and also what a surprise! I will say, watching the ep- watching that episode, I didn't expect it to happen, and what a surprise! Right? Yeah, I yeah. wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah, that just general size of the Colossus. Well, yeah, it, 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 was, it defies the ability. I'm sorry, go. <laughs> no, that's what I was saying. Just you see this little thing floating on top of the water, and then. That's not even like a part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like I really, I really do want to get like the physics mapped out of how how we launch this sucker. <laughs> no, you probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes glaze over. I fall asleep. It, it's Star Wars. <laughs> you might be a little disappointed. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> it's Star Wars. Probably had something to do with the Force. Don't worry about it. Yeah, probably. Totally. totally. Kyber crystals here, midichlorians there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Science. You know. the, the, the turtle so, engineers. Yes, the Chelidae. Oh, yeah. uh, we all feel like the Chelidae right now, right? Like, yeah. trapped in our homes still. Yeah, yeah. Moves so, very slowly out of here. Even though we are, are, are all trapped in our homes and everything, do you still get in touch with any of your cast members? 
gosh, way to remind me that I'm a bad friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, as best we can, um, we all send out texts and and you know little little letters and notes of love. Um, but I think with COVID happening and and recognizing that the animation industry is not stopping. (laughs) Mm. Um, I think we all got a little bit hyper-focused on like, oh, I've got to sound treat my life now. Um, so, so for, yeah, for the first, I would say even until now, (laughs) I'm, I'm still very concerned with like, okay, well, do I actually know how to use this, uh, program? No, turns out I don't. How do I press start? How do I press record? (laughs) What is microphone? Uh, so (laughs) yeah. So, so I think I'm trying to hold the space of like, I'm really busy, and if I'm really busy, you must be too. And I'm looking at my friends who are not really busy, and I'm really sorry. Uh, I just can't keep up right now because I still got to learn how to press record. <laughs> that's what. That's when you go back and look and say, you know what? I'm glad I decided to focus a little more on voice acting than live acting for the moment. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh. Generation dodged bullet. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's actually that's been a thought that a, a couple of us um, who have been kept keeping in touch through text messages have been kind of like, I don't know, almost like survivor's guilt <laughs> of, of the yeah. acting world uh, that we're all like, man, I feel really bad for for my live action friends and like my friends who lived off of like making commercials that mm. sucks. <laughs> you know, I'm so sorry. Also, I can't talk to you right now because I still haven't learned how to press record. <laughs> it's the so. it's the round button icon. But I'm touching the round button on the screen and it's not working. <laughs> You know how to press record now. <laughs> you, you need to hire an audio engineer. Hey, I'm available. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. Let me uh, let me slide into those DMs. <laughs> <Question. laughs> um, well, we found out a long time ago with the Clone Wars that um, that Star Wars was actually building families kind of with the casts of these shows, and. Um, the, because you hear like the Clone Wars cast still the, talk to each other and things. Have you actually got to meet some of the other your other Star Wars animation family members that weren't on your show and um, get to know them at all? Yeah, yeah. Um, like like the immediate family, or do you mean like You're talking like, like the, the casts from like Clone Wars and Rebels and? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I met Steve, and that was cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, D. Bradley Baker, uh, the kindest human being in the world, and like, whoa, the most humble human being in the world. like he never ever mentioned anything about clone wars and we're like ask him when he was a cast member at walt disney world (laughs) oh really yeah i will i will oh i love d was he was he the best or or do you got some stories? he he was gone before i started working with the company ah yeah nice but but i know he worked (laughs) i know he worked at epcot (laughs) How cool. I did not know yeah. that. Um, he's a super sweetie. Um, yeah. And he, 
he just came in and did sound effects for Resistance and, like, never told us he's, like, Star Wars royalty. And we're just like, okay. <laughs> we're not saying anything. And being, Doesn't being say anything, like, but then again, he's, like, every clone you've ever heard. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what I yeah. mean. Like, <laughs> he's every clone. Like, what the hell? Ugh. Sorry. I get really excited about other actors because I think voice acting is such, it's, like, this weird mad science and it's this, um, like, Ugh, just like a beautiful art and like I just have to pause and say the way that D. Bradley Baker understands vocalizing things and using the voice box and the human body as an instrument is yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to say that. Um, those are kind of basically the only people that I like got to really get to know um, because again, we, we worked together. But... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think back of like, who did I meet at Celebration? Because that was kind of a cool experience that I was like, hi, nice to meet you all. And I wasn't at the time putting like faces to voices. And it wasn't until I would like get back into bed and like try to get ready for sleep that I'd be like, (gasps) oh. Oh my God, that was Obi Wan Kenobi. (laughs) (laughs) So um, things like that happened (laughs) a lot, (laughs) Uh, but but unfortunately, again, because of COVID, like Celebration Chicago uh, 2019 was my first celebration. So it was like this insane whirlwind, and it was like an actual whirlwind where it was like snowing that day. I was like, I'm from Southern California. I don't know what this weather is. Uh, I brought a dress. <laughs> I, I did kind of find that amusing, watching all the people going nuts because of the snow. It's like, I live just south of Cleveland. I It, it was about the same here. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of us live in L.A., and we did not know that it snows in April. <laughs> 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 True. You never oh, know, yeah. Midwest. It could snow in July. You never know. <laughs> uh, fair. <That's> so, <laughs> so curious to know what was your first reaction or your or your your first meeting with one of the um what's the right right word to use? Oh, I I can't find the right word or phrase, so I'm just gonna go other direction. What was okay. what was it like meeting Ashley Eckstein for the first time? One of the one of the female influences of Star Wars, especially in the animation world. Um okay, so yeah, again that that was like my first celebration, um first time meeting anybody and I was so just like panovision like oh my gosh what is happening I shook her hand and then that was kind of all I remembered um (laughs) so she was very kind um but you know at celebration and she is already at this level of stardom that her time is so at these uh events her time is so budgeted and she's got to get through everything that it was a little bit like i want to talk to you more about women okay you gotta go do the symposium Um, (laughs) so for me personally yeah it was like it it was so beautiful to like finally look into Ashley's eyes and be like you're the voice Um, but yeah I I wish I had more time with with all of these people and I wish that we had 
had a celebration this year. Well, it's, <laughs> it sounds like at the next celebration, there needs to be a Women of Star Wars animation panel. To bring all of you guys, Kat Caber, um, oh, I'm trying to remember who, uh, Ashley, Vanessa, Ash, yeah, uh, yeah, Tira, uh, or, yes. Susie did go to one um, last year. I think I'm not sure if it was a women in Star Wars panel, but it was like some sort of celebrating women in Star Wars uh, that she did get to spend some time with Ashley. So if you want to get a hold of her and ask her what it was like, I would love to know as well. How does it like to sit on a couch? (laughs) Ashley Eckstein. Anyway, but yes, I agree. I agree that there, there, there should be. There needs to be. We have a lot to speak on the subject. <laughs> uh, you guys have any other questions? I think this was good for a first interview. Aww. Hopefully, many to come. Ah, oh, I hope so too. Thanks for like just chatting with me. Yeah. So, like, if you if you guys are bored and want to hang out again, hey, you're. Uh, what a mind. <laughs> hey, the a Smuggler's Three went in mind having you hang out with us again in the future. This be fun. Let's totally. Yeah. Where can people find you online? Too many of us speaking at once. Go. Go ahead, Derek. I, I just said assuming you have the time for us. <laughs> I, I speak a big game. The reality is most of the time I'm sitting on my couch and just scrolling through Instagram <laughs> like everybody else. <laughs> Where can people find you online? Speaking of Instagram, uh, <laughs> you can <laughs> find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Mernzilla. It's spelled M-Y-R-N-Z-I-L-L-A because... That is what I am, a Mernzilla. Uh, yeah, outside of that, um, you can find us streaming <laughs> through Star Wars Resistance on uh, Disney Plus. And DC Superhero Girls is on, uh, I think we have a couple, no, we have the first season on Netflix. I'm not sure if the second season's on Netflix yet, but that's on Cartoon Network. There you go. Well, and, and, and what just dropped on Netflix is a whole new, it's like a new, totally new series based on the, instead of what came out a few years ago, isn't it? Or is it just a continuation? Oh, uh, of the DC Superhero Girls? Yeah. We, okay, so there's the, there's a YouTube version that had occurred before like a few years ago. Right. And then there's our version, which is <laughs> our version. It's a <laughs> not my version, but created by Lauren Faust, who created My Little Ponies. Um, so it has, but it has like this really cool animated style. Uh, and it's a full female cast, um, which is just kind of really cool. And I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's it's more about I'm trying to think of like what our storyline is like and how it differs from the one on YouTube, but I, to be very honest, I couldn't tell you much about that version cuz I never watched it. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to ask Zoe. Yeah, ask Cause I, Zoe. Cuz I know I know she wa- I know she watched it on um Cartoon Network first go around the different movies and in the short mm-hmm. the short season that happened there. And then yeah. and then I thought she said the one she was watching on Netflix is a whole new it's like a reboot of the series. Huh. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Then it's our first full season. That's that's what it is. I think okay. I'm I get confused because the movie Sweet Justice is the first two episodes of the series. 
But it, yes, Zoe, once again, with her brilliant brain, figures it out for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that the, the movie and then there was like some shorts that happened before right. the season dropped. And yeah, I think it's all 25 episodes, something like that, 15 minute episodes, something like that. 30-minute episodes? I don't know. I know anyway, watch I know it. She's a fan. I know she's a fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am, too. I am, too. So, well, thank you again for, for joining us this week. Um, of course, we've we've had the voice of Tora Doza, Mirna Valesco. Uh, again, you're welcome back anytime. Anytime you want to come back, just hit me up, and we'll, we'll schedule a Skype meeting, since that's Thanks, so easy to friends. do. I know, right? Yeah. Thanks, friends. It was hey, such a pleasure. so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you you guys are too i really appreciate the conversations and, and maybe after beastie is done if there's a time where you happen to be in florida coming to galaxy's edge and these guys happen to come down we get together at maybe docking bay seven or august love it i will be there i will send you the so, text when i'm there <laughs> awesome well on that note there's only one thing left to be said give the evacuation code signal Jet. I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. Glad you made it back, sir. It's getting nasty out there.